Go on it. Hello, my fellow friend, shiny listener. I always have this thing that I'm you're listening to me in the car. You're driving to work or you're driving somewhere and you're like, right, what's Sam Portland going on about this week? I'm going to do it whilst I sit in the traffic lights. I used to think, right, before I introduce today's guest, I used to think, and I did this one intro where I would talk to someone as a coach. If you're a coach listening, you're driving to the job that you don't really want to go to, but you're stuck pigeonholed in this professional strength and conditioning coach mind, getting paid nothing, but really appreciative of the secondhand hoodie that you get to wear to go and coach kids or an elite athlete who doesn't even know your name. But today, I'm not going to do that because the world's very different. What I'm going to say is welcome to the Sam Portland podcast. I'm Sam Portland. And today I have a longtime friend of mine, Adam Lubbock, a.k.a. Lubsy, a.k.a. the only person that has ever wrote me a song. Okay. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Absolutely. So, Adam, welcome to the Sam Portland podcast. Thank you very much for having me on, brother. I massively appreciate it. I love recording podcasts with people, but given one or two of my views, I don't get invited on an awful lot because if the world actually wakes up to some of the things I'm saying, 95% of PTs are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why you're always welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. I have a similar thing when I talk to coaches about speed training. The world needs it to be complicated, but you can make it very simple. Great. And that's the difference. That's the difference. So um, we were just talking uh, off air about when we first sort of came into contact and things have been, and that was well over 10 years ago now. Um, but since that time, we've we've kept very close rubbing shoulders, been a part of a mental health campaign together, which was amazing. Yeah, and I'd well, love to talk more about that. Um, you've had a baby. Uh, I haven't. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> A few emotional babies. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like when you, so when I first met you, you were coaching the Henley College Rugby Players. Yeah, that's right. And now your business owner, very successful gym in Henley. Um, do the 30 second cliff notes. Oh, I'm shy to um, doing 30 second cliff notes. So it might be a waffle. Just cut me off as and when. It's fine. Um, so... Yeah, let's try and let's try and nutshell this. So um, terrible at school. Best thing about being terrible at school is you start thinking about your future early. Um, always, you know, loved sport. But there was actually a part of me that really loved the training behind sport. So personal training always was something that interested me. Mm. So straight off the bat, I mean, literally a week and a half out of school, I did my PT course which was completely gash. But, you know, you have to do it. You were 18 at that time? I was 18. I yeah. was 18 at the time. Exactly that. And... I, I, to be honest, I didn't really have any uh, hopes and dreams of running my own business or opening my own gym. I was very happy with maybe getting a job at David Lloyd or something like that. But the the course itself was what put me off working in a commercial gym. It was done in a commercial gym. Yeah. It was taken by a personal trainer who'd only worked in commercial gyms. And I was surrounded yeah. by people much older than me who wanted to go into commercial gyms. And I was like, fuck me, you're all wankers. <laughs> so if I'm, if I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to just go and i was 18 and i was aware that i was young and i didn't know what i didn't know but i was like bloody hell if i'm thinking that 27 year old over there is a bit of an idiot what am i actually going to think when i actually know he's an idiot yeah you know so i'm going to have to just and you know 
I'm very, very, I don't use lucky too often, but you know, when it comes to parents and things like that, you are, you know, either lucky or unlucky and I'm incredibly lucky. Um, you know, we won't go down that rabbit hole, but they're very forward thinking They, you know, they're both musicians. They followed their passions in life and they were like, well, let's just see where it goes. So when I said to them, there's no chance I'm going to uni, they agreed because they were like, that would be a waste of money. Um, and you know, I was like, I think I might just go at this alone. And they were like, brilliant idea you know think of yeah. it this way you might struggle for the next three years but that's when your pals are going to be getting out of union you're going to be definitely in a better shape than them yeah. um so i was you know massively supported by them and so i just did the, the standard thing just got my name out there you know the, the, the industry was very different back then this was pre-instagram yeah we'll, we'll, we'll go over how the industry's changed in my time because it's very interesting actually because mm. there aren't actually that many people who have been personal trainers pre and post pre during and sort of post this kind of social media boom. Yeah. So I was just, you know, as a young guy, just trying to sort of get a name for myself. I mean, a miracle really. I don't, I wouldn't hire an 18 year old personal trainer, but you know, obviously had a bit about me. So um, I was doing house to house visits and then quite soon, actually, I got a phone call from my old rugby coach at Henley college saying, do you want to do the S and C for the, for the lads? um just db db mate yeah the one and only yeah um which was actually a fantastic experience and opportunity better than i realized at the time which then really developed um actually my whole kind of not just my coaching philosophy but just how in which to deal with people and um you know identifying the differences between sport and then health and fitness and that yeah. you know, the fact that there is a difference um, and just working with young men and, and helping trying to sort of form them the best the best way i could getting them into something as proactive as and positive as gym such as you know so early on and i actually i'm in touch with lots of them still mm. and you know how you know what it's like when you when you sort of grow up age just get smaller and smaller so yeah i feel like i'm like the same age as them now but of course when i was 19 and they were 16 Huge. that was quite big yeah. but now it's like they're 28 and it's like yeah. we're all men and we think back and they're like fucking hell i actually don't know if i would have taken up the gym if i didn't meet you when i was 16 yeah you know, some of them are in the navy now some of them have joined my gym some of them are pts themselves you know it's like formed their entire adulthood and it's a big old deal because you don't find the gym you'll find something else and it will probably be shite you'll be drugs yeah. or alcohol or or whatever yeah, yeah. um Anyway, that was just kind of one of the gigs, and it. I, I ended up doing a lot at the college, which was which was great. So training mm. staff, that was another really good um, education for me to see what it's like for, you know, people essentially working in the public sector because it's yeah. not your typical personal training demographic. So seeing mm. what basically what real people sort of struggle with and why exercise can be difficult and why motivation can be low and you know how the system is just sort of against that sort of thing it just sort of yeah. got me thinking outside of the personal training box and i started realizing quite early on that wow this is so much more than just teaching someone how to keep their back straight when they're swinging a kettlebell yeah uh, so just listen absorb you know i was still a very young guy developing and, and growing up myself um and yeah, sort of, I was playing rugby at Henley Steels, working out of their gym. And then they decided that they wanted to commercialize the gym. I've kind yes. of skipped a few years, but yeah. Uh, I so I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, funnily enough, someone, the, the first guys they were talking to 
it didn't actually go through in the end. I can't quite remember why, but one of the first guys who was going to take it over has just come to Henley for an afternoon to talk to me about opening up his own space. He just picked my brain for an hour, which I thought was quite funny because I obviously had no idea that I was the one in there. Yeah. Quite, it was, <laughs> you know, I was like, you were kicking me out, you little bastard. Anyway, and it, it, and in the end, obviously, Henley Rugby Club, incredibly short-sighted. They went for, um, you know, a, a commercial. I don't know how well it's doing, but it is what it is. Um, I think what they they had to offer would have been, you know, much better for the town, albeit if they had actually done that, then I would have probably struggled to open my place. So karma swings and roundabouts, whatever the term is. The universe, mate. The universe, yeah. Um, so I was basically forced to, like, right, I've got to do something or I'm just going to go back to just going house to house, which I was kind of... It's tiring. Yeah. That's a lot of effort. I've done that. Yeah. Shuttle I mean, it's in the boot of the car. Yeah, it's no joke. I mean, I am thrilled to bits for every second of my, you know, I call it my apprentice. Like, yeah, before I opened the gym, it was it was absolutely wonderful. And, you know, without getting too far ahead, it was what helped us navigate COVID. And the reason yeah. why, you know, like people say that, the, you know, COVID really took a, uh, or people in the fitness industries and PTs took a real hit during COVID. That was because they were shit. Yeah, and basically they didn't have an enormous commercial gym to hide behind. Yeah, and I'm not really blaming them. If your first job is in a commercial gym and that's all you've ever done, then of course you're not going to get very good at training people in a shoebox. Yeah. But because I did do seven years of turning up to someone's house, asking them how they're feeling, them saying not great, so now I have to do a low impact low intensity session where they still get a sweat and they still feel like they've trained without testing their emotions in their fucking closet. Cause obviously yeah. some of these people are minted. I had to do that there and then. So yeah, like I say, as um, it kind of all, it all kind of came out in the wash really. And that was why we managed to flourish. So I was at a bit of a crossroads thinking I've got to do something here, not only for my business, but also for my training. Cause I don't want yeah. to work. I don't want to train at this new commercial gym. Yeah. Um, and I was getting my, tires done one day and it was next to henley self storage and i just thought i could probably put a squat rack in there at least and then I, at least i've got somewhere to train yeah um and this was what i was much less holistic about my training back then mm. i wasn't i was no i was definitely not an athlete but i was playing sport and the majority of my gym work was to fuel my sport so i was very sort of linear barbell focus, just, you know, the standard compounds, you know. Uh, You'll play it down. I have to interrupt. You'll play it down because I played rugby with you a few times and I loved it. I loved oh, yeah, it. Yeah, it was funny. Because we're both... Don't get me wrong. It was funny. It was like, oh, I loved he's missed another tackle. How did you miss that? Fucking hey, hell. we don't talk about tackling. I play on the wing. So we don't talk <laughs> yeah. about tackling. No. But, mate, very good. I Very good. You didn't, you didn't get the credit you deserve as a rugby player. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. I'm going, I'm going red. I'm glad that this is a podcast. Yeah. I appreciate those words. Thank you. Um, So, yeah. So I, so I went to the guy, uh, another stroke of luck here. Like I say, I try not to use it too often. Try to swap luck for fortune because you kind of make your own. But I, again, this was another one that was lucky. So I went into um the self-storage plot and i said to the guy that was behind the desk the most unassuming owner of this place ever by the way you'd never think he was the one who owned it so i was just like mate what's the deal can i put a squat rack in one of your uh storage units and he was like he kind of looked me up and down and obviously i guess he was like well you look like you'd fit in here i reckon we can do better than that so we had a chat 
and yeah. it was like, look, this is what we've done with the barber shop. These were yeah. um, these were storage units. Uh, this is what we've done here. This is what we've done there. And I was like, fuck me, we really could do something here. Um, and you know, basically, there was of course lots of toing and froing and blah blah blah. But basically, July twenty seventeen, I opened my own little studio in a self storage uh, facility, which one lucky that I met the landlord called Darren. Mm. He really is a facilitator. He's not your typical landlord. Um, you know, very forward thinking. It'd be probably much easier for him not to have me there. I've got people running in the car park, causing mayhem with the fucking <laughs> tire shop. And we're causing, you know, like, I'm not exactly quiet. We're in there fucking early. I was in there till late. I was yeah. saying, can I do this? Can I run up the stairs? Can I drop? You know, and he was just, he was just cool. I think, you know, he had a bit of forward thinking and thought, look, this is ultimately good for us. Yeah. You know, more people are going to be coming through the door. So sweet. Yeah. Um, and the second stroke of luck was that it wasn't intentional, but the being in a storage unit, being able to uh, expand was easiest thing ever. Mm. Well, compared to like either buying a new premises or renting a new premises or building on top of that, which is an absolute fucking ball ache. Yeah. Literally just be like, knock a, knock a wall down and we'll put the dumbbells there. Sweet. So I was there for a little while and, you know, over the last five and a half years, it's really just been a, a really, really beautiful example of just what consistency and, and, and strong internal growth can do. Yeah. Um, no investors, no debt. It's very, very simple. I, you know, I wouldn't be able to write this down in a book because you'd have to start the gym in a storage unit, but it was very basic. I had about five and I was PT and my fucking ass off and doing well. Um, people liking the sessions, doing lots of one-on-ones and made a bit of cash. And I bought a, I had a, I had a rower, a rack of dumbbells and a, and a rack and, um, you know, some kettlebells, whatever. Yeah. And I rearranged things and had a bit of cash and I invested in a skier. When I was like, well, now I can do two-on-ones because I've got a skier and a rower. Yeah. So I started doing two-on-ones, making a bit more. Hmm. I was like, oh, I could probably just squeeze in an an echo bike, uh, an assault bike here. All right now, I can just start doing threes and fours on one. Oh fuck me, we're getting somewhere now because now they don't have to pay as much, which means they're coming more. Yeah, I'm making more, and everyone's winning because you know they're they they're, they're seeing more progress. So eventually, I was like, can I have a couple more units. That took off, and again, like I say, this is where I'm very lucky. We things took off too quickly, basically, so we had to go in them freaking corridors we were up the stairs we were i mean you would have seen the stories i mean it was just completely fucking mental i mean it was mental but again it was kind of like an extension of the apprenticeship really you know it was like right and uh, you know this was before i had rose as well so there was absolutely no sort of system people would text me at like 6 55 p.m saying can i come to the 7 p.m and i'm like brilliant i've just written a session for 12 people now i've got 18 people yeah and i've only got one kettlebell in each way and one skier right you better fucking think on your feet pretty quick yeah, and obviously whatever i was yeah just come <laughs> on in we'll figure it out i don't know what the fuck you're gonna do but you're gonna leave happy you're gonna leave sweaty yeah. and you're gonna want to come back that's all i know yeah um and i feel i feel like maybe people were kind of on to the fact that this was like gonna be cool and they mm. quite liked being there at the start mm. I don't know if people ever really thought that far ahead, but I, I know that there are people who are members of the gym now that we, and we talk about like, fuck me. Do you remember when we used to work out in the corridor? Remember you used to make me run up the stairs, you know, people have been there. It adds a lot of character and, you know, adds to the tapestry of the whole story. Yeah. 
Um, so we then so we expanded, then we expanded again, and that was um, just before COVID. And my darling wife was working in the wedding planning industry and had a horrible experience of some catty little bitches just being horrible about her behind her back, which, you know, I, I would too if I was them. They were these sort of hanging little gossipy girls and, you know, good looking women who are also nice. You know, they struggle sometimes because it's yeah. like you can't have both. You're not supposed to have both. You're supposed to be either nice or good looking. You're not supposed to be both. So she got slaughtered and she overheard it and, you know, it completely destroyed her. But, and it was, it was at Dangerfield house actually, which is only up the road. And, you know, when it's funny when we drive past it, she goes, ugh, and I go, thank you. Because if it wasn't for that place and it just didn't really go that well, she'd have probably looked for another job in another, you know, wedding planning industry or something like that. She needed that. Whereas it was that horrendous experience that made her really question everything and i was like well you're a ledge you train i know what i'm doing and we're in lockdown shall we think about doing this and and the idea just got her going so we kind and of she's an athlete as well wasn't she um she was an athlete up until uni and then her sport was downing vks so oh. uh, she should have gone to the olympics like she is the most elegant runner you'll ever see yeah, yeah. um You'd have a fucking field day with it, mate. Honestly, it's incredible. She's got um, that pedigree there to 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 be in the industry. Exactly, sure. exactly. And more importantly, she's just nice to be around. Mm. Um, and you know, I said to her like, "We'll we'll be a team." And I don't want to sound like a complete prick, but even though it will, but there's only room for one Michael Jordan on the team. Yeah. So let me be that. I've been the face of this for a long time. You're not going to come in and match my energy or even you're certainly not going to match my experience because that's impossible, but you're going to bring what you bring. And that's exactly what she did. And then we just complimented each other and it became a kind of almost like a sort of Piers Morgan, Susanna Reid sort of thing. Like if it's just Piers, you're just going to be like, oh mate, will you fuck off? But if it was Susanna Reid all the time, like no one's going to stimulate debate. Yeah. You need both, you know? So, um, it just worked incredibly well. So then we sort of navigated a few lockdowns and we came out and we kept everything going online and we actually grew online. Um, and it was kind of like a universe, like, well done for doing that. We're going to make sure you're fine when we come out the back of it. Yeah. So we expanded again quite quickly after that. And then, but there was never a sit down, like we want to build a gym community or we want to build a pay as you go monthly subscription. It was just like, it just sort of happened. These groups that we were doing just suddenly became every day. And then they were like, well, maybe we, instead of just doing pay as you go every day, we'll just figure it out. And then, you know, and then we just did the most recent expansion, having run the, the gym properly for about 14 months yeah, and growing at a considerable rate. What's the size and, of it now? Like the, uh, it's probably about, size. it's probably about fifth. Yeah. Good question. It's probably about 1400 square feet. 15 it's not still not that big in terms of units it's like it's like eight so no it's like 20 20 21 units so when i started out with four you know it's like yeah quite and there were like little homages all over the gym like that's where we did this and that's where we did this yeah. and it's just this big and you know i want to like i need to tell people that when they first come in because i'm like just so you know it hasn't always been like this and yeah. you fucking appreciate how cool it is now because you know my dad did not give me the money to open this by the way this is like six years of solid work um and so now we yeah we're we're flying 
Um, we, I really do feel like we're we're changing the game. We don't run any challenges. We don't talk about fat loss. Sure as shit, don't make anyone count their calories. We promote health and fitness, funny enough, which doesn't sound like it's a lot, but in the industry now, it's like almost non-existent, which is extraordinary. Yeah. Um, we don't run evening classes because you're not going to change your life by getting up in the morning. So when you join, you automatically sharpen your discipline stick because if you don't get up at whatever time you're supposed to get up for whatever morning class, there isn't a backup option um yeah. that was actually that actually came out of covid because um that's when we that's awesome yeah it was it is fucking awesome it's yeah. awesome it's like it's Put it, yourself it, kind first. Of, it kind of goes under the radar but you know it actually came out of covid because we used to run one evening and one uh, run morning and one evening because i was still pt yeah so i couldn't bend all the classes off but when we were allowed to open up outside we were like yeah. fuck am I cycling, uh, am I rolling all these skis and bikes out twice a day? Let's just run morning classes. And all the ones that were like, oh, I can't get up in the morning. I'm not a morning person. Shut the fuck up. And they yeah. got on with it because there wasn't another option. Yeah. I was like, fuck, you know, we're on something here. It's because it's there's an option. If you, every time you wake up, you're obviously going to be like, oh, I don't fancy it today. That's how... Because you've just woken world, up. You know, that's how it fucking works. Unless you're lucky enough to live in a cave and you don't have a job and you can be woken up by sunlight... You're going to wake up to your alarm feeling like I can't be asked for this. Yeah. And then if there's a backup, you'll take it. But of course, you never take the backup because you go to work. You probably have a shit day. Someone sends you an email. You're stressed off your bonds. The train's delayed. And then you miss the evening class. And then you didn't do it yesterday. So why the fuck am I going to bother to doing it today? I haven't done it twice in a row. Now I'm going to have a takeaway. Fuck it. I'll have some beers. And then bosh, you're off. Yeah. So it's it's a very, you know, I don't know of a single gym that does it full stop, let alone one that's flour flourishing. I get that obviously there are morning classes and they're, you know, like, but I don't know anyone who's sort of at, at the risk of their own detriment. Mm. And, but at the gain of, of the punter, right. ultimately, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone who's, who's doing it. So when, you know, when I say that we're sort of changing the game and, you know, maybe people think I'm getting a bit up myself, that's what mm. I mean, because we, I was talking about this, um, but the other day, because of our, I mean, obviously, as the owner and as the sort of most active on social media, and I don't hold back on on how I feel, obviously, it's a kind mm. of representation of me with the whole kind of not drinking within a health and fitness capacity and just being, to be honest, logical. Yeah. Like I say, at the potential detriment of our business, the thing about being brutally honest from day dot is that whether or not they adopt your advice, they know that you have their best interests at heart, yeah. which means all other suggestions from then on are, are at least listened to. Whereas yeah. if you have to bullshit someone to get them in the door, like mm. I'm, you can lose 10 pounds of fat in six weeks without giving up any of your favorite things. Everybody knows deep down that that's a heap of shit. They're just desperate. That is true yeah. because they don't want to do the thing that they know they should. Yeah. So they know that that's a lie, but they go along with it. You know, that's how Peloton... Consistency makes doesn't give you enough dopamine. No, exactly. And, yeah. You need and... a bit of you need a bit of something else. Yeah. Um, But we've kind of done... I feel like the thing, the thing that's really exciting is we've done the hard bit now. You know, yeah. like, if we were to just open up in a random place and be like, right, we're the gym that doesn't do evening classes, it might be a hard sell and it might fail to get it going. But because we've done it now, people just buy in. There's not even a question. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and if someone's like, do you do an evening class? And we explain the reason why. It's just to take it or leave it. And again, that's, uh, you know, it's like with any relationship, you know, treat, treat uh, you know, you sort of play it cool, as it were. Yeah. It is more attractive. You know, if we're like, oh, we don't, but we will for you. You know, that they, they won't come to that either. And now you've fucking spread yourself thin. This is what we offer and it will change your life. Now, if you're not into it, then that's absolutely fine. But how how good would it be? I'm just thinking, how good would it be if you could just rock up to rugby training at six o'clock in the morning before work? That would be, that would be Imagine. So be so good imagine and why don't we because yeah. the, the because the immediate easiest option is always after work yeah and that's why that's ultimately why and then you you know like people try and pretend that it's you know people can't make it before work there are very very few people that can't make a 5 30 a.m class i get yeah. that there are some but that it's like it's so few that it wouldn't affect your business model the problem is it's hard mm. But if you're going to start a health and fitness journey or join a rugby team, you're not looking for easy. So why would you know, like, why are you looking for the easiest option within a hard context? You've fucking failed at hurdle one. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do something hard, should we just do it? Should we just do it properly? Yeah. You know, I love it. I just want to pull this like (laughs) that is genius. It is the perfect example from from day dot. I love that term. From day dot, like literally all that you have done is exactly what we were talking about before as to the reason like why I don't coach in-person athletes as much anymore because you just follow the natural progression. Yeah. And you keep you keep growing and you keep evolving. I think the best metaphor for that is seeing how big your gym is now from four to 21 units. You yeah. follow the natural progression. And I don't think there's any luck in that. I think the first step of empowerment, like with your mum and dad, well, go do it, back yourself. Yeah. When you've got that behind your back, you're like, well, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go ask this bloke if I can turn his uh, storage closet into a bloody amazing place for people. You know? Yes. Um, I've got the automation thing up. Can you see it with the thumb? <laughs> I was wondering, would it do it for me? Yeah. No, did no, you? But... The, um, but no and then following the natural progression but then doing it how you want to do it as well and i didn't know that you don't do evening classes and i think it is absolute genius because you are you are putting the end user at at, at the at the uh, most important part of the conversation but you're also putting yourself you're like how tired like and this is the for coaches as you know coaches talking about coaching forget the clients right now how tiring is it to do morning and evening oh. and you do the split shift shift life like pick one and do one yeah and you will do well at it and it's like you know you ask someone how many times do you do you actually train hard after a whole day of neurological bashing at work no yeah but you exactly. can do it in the morning yeah that's when you that's when you're fresh and and you know the the work bucket doesn't spill into the gym bucket but the gym bucket spills into the work bucket yeah you've been yourself in the morning you'll have a great day at work you've been yourself at work you will not have a great gym session yeah Yeah. um and then you know you just you're either starting a downward spiral or or an upward spiral Um, yeah and and you touch on some amazing things i'm I'm very conscious on time and we we will do a part two because there's too much to talk about today and this is why we don't actually plan anything because it uses loads of time 
to yeah. talk about everything. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we, so you've gone all through that lockdown. I think the empowerment and the empowering nature of you, especially with um, Rose, is, is like, well, I can see, and this is what you learn. This is what you learn, and, and I think you're very natural at it as well, but this is what you learn when you actually invest in the people that you work with. You learn to see what they can become. You learn to see what they, they, who they are. You see them. There's a great yeah, yeah. saying called Sal Bona, which is a Zulu greeting called I see, which means I see you. Yeah. So you brilliant. see the people. It's like the young men at the rugby club. You see them and you help them. You say, you like, well, you can do this, this and this. Well, it doesn't matter. Sack off the weddings. Yeah. Let's go and create a life together. Yeah. And we can exactly. do it together. And, and, and I think that, a life. that is what's missing for so many things in the fitness industry and, you know, with the social media side of things. And the fitness industry is not about the people anymore. Even the S&C coaching industry, the speed coaching, all this stuff. It's not about the people. It's about the product. But the product is the people. Yeah, I know. It's so backwards, bruv. It is honestly so... It's going to pop, though. It's yeah. going to pop, and I'm just being patient, but it's 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 going to pop. You know, it's still kind of new this whole social media and 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 thing. But this is what's happened basically. The sort of this and this is what I've seen, and this is what I've witnessed in the sort of pre Instagram, Instagram, and and now before social media, personal trainers were competing against maybe each other on a gym floor, or or like me, I was just in house to house, so I just needed sort of word of mouth. Yeah. Then Instagram came in, and with that, with this ridiculous prospect uh, principle of online personal training, which is obviously impossible because you're not seeing them in person. But anyway, um, it now means that I am, I, as PT loves in my little car, driving around, I am actually competing against the likes of, you know, obviously Joe Wicks was big at the time. He had his 90-day sustain plan. Now, I like I like Joe Wicks. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slaughtering him. But it means that now everyone is competing against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the general attitude of the, of the general public is quite soft and quite weak. So what they go for is likable and relatable. Well, likable and rela- relatable is great for building and following. Yeah. Building an army of fuckwits that will buy anything you sell them. But it isn't very good for helping them. Because the mm-hmm. point is, if you have if you are looking for help from a personal trainer, something has gone wrong, and no one in your life has addressed it because they're so worried about you liking them. Yeah. And now, because personal training, you know, I, I said this to someone the other day. Actually, the best the best things people could do to 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 improve their health is not even get a personal trainer because the problem with personal training is that it's their job. And mm. I've been there. People are sort of starting to slip. And you just feed them shit to keep them on board because personal training is not easy. You're mm. usually one or two clients away from going under. Yeah. And, and you know, when I was 22, I was not saying the same sorts of things I am now. And, I mean, I never promoted bollocks, like, you know, tried to swap to fucking vodka instead of beer because of the calories. And, you know, I knew that that was a heap of shit and counting calories and whatever. But, you know, like, if people wanted easier sessions, I'd give them it because I, I fucking needed the money, mate. But you know, actually, the best the best people you should listen to are like comedians or thinkers like Jordan Peterson, because or, or or whoever else these motivational guys, because their job or their income doesn't doesn't depend on whether or not you like what they're saying. Yeah. So they'll actually say it 
how it is. And yeah. uh, this is this is where I like to think that we're sort of slightly changing the game a bit because I don't I would rather a client not like me or even leave me because I've told them the brutal truth than mm-hmm. them stay with me and not change. Yeah. yeah. And funny enough, actually they never leave because if they mm-hmm. see that you really care about them that deeply, um, that you're willing to risk that, then yeah you know only good things happen but so yeah it's become a it's become a popularity contest mm-hmm. everything's about being relatable everything's about being likable you know the 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 leading figures and leading voices in our industry are people who are good at making content not yeah. people who are good at making people healthy you know there are lots of very very famous pts who aren't even pts for starks they're online you know and they probably were face-to-face pt for 18 months two years they probably worked with 50 people so they go online they haven't had a huge amount of actual experience with human beings in person they create these false narratives they run six eight ten twelve week programs and they they work in ideals because everything's via an app or via a computer so Mm. they are like right what's your maintenance calories right we'll drop 300 that will put you in a calorie deficit you'll lose fat now via an app that's great but what they don't get to see yeah. (laughs) yeah exactly exactly and they and they you know and they talk and they think they're educating them on alcohol by giving them lower calorie options and planning ahead which you know in which case everybody's fucking losing because surely the only good thing about drinking is drinking what you want when you want to not yeah. <laughs> anyway um then life gets significantly <laughs> paradox worse after that. of choice oh bro fucking up um and so it's oh yeah i've i've thrown myself off of no no paradox, but it, it's just you're you're bang on, you know. When we say that the, the, the it's about the people, and and, and oh, sorry, that was it. Sorry, I was, that was that was it. I remember. This is why I'm I'm passionate about this because there aren't many PTs who are still working face to face, or who own a gym who are actually trying to create a voice online. Because yeah. ultimately, if my Instagram got uh, deleted tomorrow and I never went on a podcast again, my business would be fine. On yeah. the whole, I rely on. Word of mouth, like there are a few people from Instagram, but it's almost always some sort of connection because mm. you're always going to trust them more than you are, you know, yeah. an advert. And it relies on a six to or a naught point one to twelve mile radius. So if every if I was wiped off the internet, my I'm absolutely fine. But the reason why I'm just desperate to get this message out there is because I'm in the trenches. Mm. With real people looking that looking at them in the eye on a Monday morning after being on the piss on the vodkas instead of the beers and seeing that actually it was the worst night out they'd ever had because they were still out, they're still hungover, and they didn't even do what they wanted to do. So they've mm. lost and um, but of course you can't express that via an app or via an email or even via a Zoom. No. But I'm seeing it. I see the the damage that discounting calorie and calorie deficit culture is creating i see the damage that alcohol causes i see the damage that short-term image-based fitness regime does i'm undoing it all the time you know and i'm not afraid to call people out on instagram and and quite almost always the comment back is concentrate on yourself and i'm like i'm trying you fuckwit but everything that you're saying is making my life significantly harder because i haven't sold out gone online and fucked off to dubai i'm working with actual people who you're fucking up yeah and dubai is expensive to live in most of most people go to bali 
<laughs> yeah, most people. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely fucking right. Yeah. Go to laptop lifestyle. For yeah, spot power. an online wanker. Well, first up, go to Bali. Yeah. So, yeah. but you make some huge and and, and I knew this was going to be amazing. <clears throat> and you make some fantastic points there. Being and there'll be lots more coaches listen listening to this. And it's and and a lot obviously with my background, there's lots of coaches that will be working in professional sport. All the things that you're saying are human being centered and the human beings in professional sport like i've seen so many eating disorders in professional sport i i saw someone i down three liters of water to make weight right <laughs> okay so and this is people and this is behavior and then i, I you really like in what you're doing at, at your gym and, and your message is is you're, you're really homing into human behavior and you're really homing into the side of people that need to be challenged. But, you know, you challenge people. So I, I love it when you slag your clients off and yeah. because it's the truth, it's the truth. And they yeah. keep coming back because what they know deep down is that they know that say if someone wants, I know you don't drink. And I know so if someone wants to drink that at least, as you say, at least, they will know that it's about understanding when things become too unhealthy for them, when things cross that line in because you're there reinforcing the message. You're a fucking idiot. You you tried to drink vodka instead of beer. You had a shit night and probably a worse hangover. You might as well, if you want to have a beer, just have one less. Yeah. Stop drinking yeah. earlier. Like yeah. you're going to be the voice of reason that gives them that and they'll never leave. And hopefully they end up getting into the place where where they find that wonderful notion of balance, where they're just, as we said before, they're just happy with what they're doing. Yeah. Well, they they well, hopefully what they get into is because this this is the thing about about training and health and you know self improvement and self development and self respect and self esteem and self fucking everything is you know when you start to get it right. And when you can start to impart it on people and they can start to feel the benefits, actually, you know, self-regulation yeah. comes into it immediately. And that, you know, people, you know, we never talk about discipline. We never talk about responsibility because you can't sell either of those two things, but they are the things that will help not yeah. fucking calories and deficits. I know you can sell them. They'll help for six weeks and then you'll have an eating disorder for the rest of your life. Sack that off. You get some discipline and responsibility. Trust me, you ain't going to be putting on any weight that you shouldn't be. But yeah. the beautiful thing about it and where the freedom lies is that discipline isn't wanting a beer all the time and not having one because you're disciplined. Discipline yeah. is not wanting a beer because it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve you now. And more importantly, it doesn't serve you later. And that is the bit that no one. And this is why I say that, actually, if you want to really sort of sort out your health, actually, you're better off just not going with a PT at all. You're better off talking to a or you know following a philosopher or you know whatever that <clears throat> that is that's the kind of that's the that's the bliss on the mm. other side that no one's sort of brave enough to try to address because it's hard and the initial reaction is resistance and if your business model re re relies on getting 150 people in at quite a low ticket rate every 
three months. You can't afford to spend six months knocking on the door of common sense. You need to just feed them bollocks, get them in, flip them out. Here's an alcohol guide to help you navigate going on the piss, which is a fucking daft thing to do. Here's a thing about low calorie fucking McDonald's. Here's a thing about getting your 10,000 steps, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And here's nothing about discipline, responsibility, training your ass off and looking after yourself now and your future as much as you can. The irony of that is, is it's the churn, you know, they say the churn and burn mentality is that they, those those people in six or less than six months time will turn around and go, you're actually not very good. No. Well, that's why they're that's why they only do 12 week courses, because it's just short enough for them not to realize they're fucking shite. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just wasted all my money. Yeah. Um, basically, if it was if it was a six month, you know, like people would, you know, find these people this find these people out if it was if it was any longer than that yeah i i look to now like with um as my this is coming as my birthday this week so i've opened up my sponsorship program so sponsor athletes for a year sponsor coaches for a year like it's a year yeah give me a year of your life yeah you know and there's i think and that's why and i love what you say about personal training remotely it's not it's program prescription there's two very different things yeah (laughs) <laughs> very different. very very different things and you know what if you were to stop forcing it down my throat as personal and as life-changing i wouldn't be badgering you what you're trying to say is it's better than how it was when you were doing it in person you know if you think you're having the same impact via a fucking app and an email as you were when you were in person you're off your head mate yeah and you know it has a place it, it you know not a massive place uh, uh, to be honest but it has a place mm. But, you know, don't kid yourself. You're going very, very wide, very, very shallow. And you used to go very narrow and very deep. And if fine, if that's what you want to do, you know, I saw someone the other day that was like, it was a picture of them at the airport. And they were like, one of my first ambitions for my business was to be able to work abroad. I'm like, oh, not to help people. You, 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 your end goal was right. Okay. So there you go. You've actually just said it to the world. You're an idiot. Like you're such an idiot. You don't even realize it. You've just said to the world, my goal actually wasn't really to help you. It was just to fucking get as much money as I could and do it, do it, make a business so impersonal and so cut and paste and so clicking. Oh, fuck me. I was going to say click and collect that in it. I need to do that actually, but click and whatever it is, click and copy. I'm with you. Uh, You're with me. (laughs) That You can just fuck off anywhere and do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think that's a positive. I know people see that as a positive, but I don't I don't see that as no. winning. No. I see that as a very, very shallow, superficial and yeah, I just that in the way forwards. That's not winning to me. That no. is just not winning to me. That's mate. This is so good. I, I have to go. I have a meeting. <laughs> and I don't want to stop. No, fine. I've got to make my I meeting. told you I waffle. I told hey. you. Hey. Should we do the second part straight away next week? Same time. Yeah, why the fuck not? All right, amazing. So then people can listen to this, and then the following week, they'll have this one out. Brilliant. Let's fucking do it, because there's more... They'll either think, fuck, am I listening to another hour of that, dickhead? Or they'll be like, yeah, all right, let's see what he has to say. I might have run out. might only be 10 minutes next week. Yeah. Well, but do you know what? They'll have to listen to it at half five in the morning. Correct. They'll have to get up. (laughs) You will. Uh, well, you have to listen at 25 to because the session will start at quarter to six. So, 
yeah yeah love it good stuff well listen mate part two everyone else will get everything i i have to run thank you so much for your time pleasure my man thank you very much i'm looking forward to it i'll see you next week see you next week brother take care bro all the best mate bye bye bye